0: Uh, in case you didn't know, the Texas Longhorns are going into the Big 12 Championship. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12 and Locked On Longhorns. That's Jonathan Davis. I don't, Jonathan, gosh, thank, thank you everybody for making our shows your first listen every single day. Drake Toll, ESPN Central Texas, who would have thought we'd be right here with the University of Texas on the cost of its first Big 12 championship in 14 years. And let me preface this by saying Texas should win by double digits on Saturday. I, I'm an objective journalist here, and it's what should happen. On the other hand... I don't feel bad representing the other Big 12 teams here and saying that this is not something the other teams in the conference revel in. The fact that Texas is leaving the league and having its best season in, you could, you could argue, best season in 14 years. Jonathan, let's start right here. Will Texas dominate like it is supposed to against Oklahoma State on Saturday?
1: I don't know if they'll dominate. You know, I have a healthy respect for Mike Gundy, you know, seeing his press conference today. He came out. He was cool, calm and collected. And he had so much to say about this Texas football team. And uh, we've lost two straight games to Mike Gundy. So uh, that's a well coached team. And he did a great coaching job this year. You know, somehow a team that lost by 26 points to South Alabama and 42 points to UCF is in the Big 12 championship game. So. Good on Mike Gundy, but maybe bad on Brett Yormark. So I'll say that Texas definitely should win this game. I do think that Texas covers. Will I say they dominate them? Will they blow them out? Will they – Turn this into a Texas Tech Texas situation from last Friday. No. So I think they cover. I'll say they win by 17 to 21 points. Yeah. It just depends on your subjective definition of dominating. Right. They will cover Which, the spread. I think I that's would, the most important part.
0: I would say it's probably a domination. Right? I could <laughs> see this game going at 4221. If we just think about what is on paper right now and not the way that the the parody of the Big 12 is played out. Texas does win this game by 17 to 21 points. That's a very fair observation of this because you look at the quarterback battle and you give Texas the advantage there. Look at the running back battle. And if you talk by committee, Texas still is so strong, even without Jonathan Brooks receiver, it's not even remotely close defensively. It's not remotely close. That Texas front is so dominant. Texas has the best unit in the big 12 at almost every unit, Jonathan. and, And that begs the question, what where? Where could Oklahoma State even threaten Texas in a game like this with Alan Bowman at quarterback?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're right. You know, Texas certainly has all the advantages on paper, and that's why Vegas set the spread at uh, what they set it at. You know, I talked on my show home. this morning. Yeah. yeah, I talked on my show this morning on Locked On Longhorns that uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys in Cowboy Stadium, I guess, have three semi-realistic paths to victory. Like, these are three things that if you woke me up on Sunday and told me they happened, I would be yep. pissed, but I wouldn't necessarily be shocked, right? The first one is I could see in a close game, whether it's a close high-scoring game or a close low-scoring game, probably the high-scoring game, right? I would not be shocked if Mike Gundy outcoaches Steve Sarkeesian in a close game on Saturday in the margin plays, right? The the, huh? the swing plays go Oklahoma State's way because of Mike Gundy. I would yeah. not be shocked if that happened. That's one. Number two, as talented as Texas is, as good as Texas is, they have the worst defense, worst pass defense, excuse me, in the Big 12 and one of the worst pass defenses in the country. Yeah. Oklahoma State is 36th in the country in passing offense, right? So I guess strength against non strength there. So if there's a shootout, right, and Oklahoma State puts up a bunch of passing yards, it puts up points. Can Texas match them? I know that sounds crazy. Texas fans are probably like, what is this dude talking about right now? But I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah. Texas, it may be the best team in the country at getting to 30 points, but not getting to 40 points. Texas scored 30 points in 10 of their 12 games, only scored 40 points in two of their 12 games. Oklahoma State scored 40 points in four of their 12 games. So this Oklahoma State team has experienced this year winning shootouts, right? Scoring a lot of points. That's the second thing, right? That this bad pass defense for Texas could be their Achilles heel on Saturday. The third thing, the third semi-realistic path to victory for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I might as well take this hoodie off at this point. I'm <laughs> damn near advocating for Oklahoma State to win. Right. This
0: I asked Jonathan, how is Texas <laughs> going to win? Are they going to dominate? And Jonathan's like, no, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. <laughs> you asked me how Oklahoma State could win, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm a what football fan first, already? right?
1: Ollie Gordon could have the game of his life, averaging 164 yards in conference, six and a half yards per carry. He could go out there. Essentially, I don't see it against our run defense, but he's a talented brother could go out there and have 200 yards and a few touchdowns. And maybe they, you know, run the ball to victory. So, like I said, I think Texas covers the spread. I think I was very clear about that earlier in the show. But those are my three semi-realistic paths to victory for Oklahoma State on Saturday. Thankfully for me and the rest of my fan base, none of those will happen.
0: Yeah. Give it, and, and there. So you've given me the three pass that Oklahoma State can take. Now, give me the three pass Texas can take, because, again, I can sit here and I say it on my show. Give you the vague. Texas is just better in almost every facet of this game. But break down the details in which Texas will have to succeed against an Oklahoma State team that you mentioned is disciplined, is well coached. Second best in the Big 12 in terms of penalties. They, they don't make mistakes.
1: Right. So I think the paths for Texas for victory are what you've been doing all year. You know, we could talk about Steve Sarkeesian, Quinn Ewers and all the weapons on the outside. But this is a bread and butter football team. Right. They've been able to overwhelm teams in the trenches really all year outside of, uh, you know, Dylan Gabriel and the University of Oklahoma. And I think that that's why finally we are seeing a Texas team that lives up to the hype. Right. Because they do the dirty work. Right. They're able to run the ball at a really high level and they stop the run at one of the best rates in the country. So obviously that would benefit you going against one of the best running backs in the country maybe the Dope walker award winner and ollie gordon you want to come out and run the ball more effectively than they do and stop the run you're going to win a lot of football games doing that second path to victory is quinn Ewers has an alabama type performance and he's the best player on the field right it's yeah. coincidental that the two best times we've seen quinn Ewers really in his college career have been against nick saban the goat and that alabama defense of course steve sarkisian has a lot to do with that so It essentially could just be a scenario in which Quinn Ewers has a dominant dynamite performance in the Big 12 championship game on Saturday. I gave you two. You asked for three. And I think three is basically what you'd mentioned. Right. Like this is a Oklahoma State team that's scrappy, whatever. They're gritty, whatever. Right. Like they're tough, whatever. Don't sleep on Oklahoma State. Texas is better, like you said, at every position and should dominate this game. That's what Vegas thinks. And Vegas is usually right. Look at the scenery in Vegas. Right. So if Texas comes out and plays Texas Longhorns football, then regardless of how crafty, Uh, Mike Gundy is, regardless of how gritty and tough um, and slept on this Oklahoma State football team is, it's hard to beat the better football team for 60 minutes. It's hard to out-execute the better football team for 60 minutes. We saw that on Saturday when BYU had a 24-6 lead over Oklahoma State, but could not beat them for 60-plus minutes. So, I think over the course of a 60-minute football game, regardless of how many plays Oklahoma State makes or how tough they make it or how close they make it, for 60 minutes... If they play for 60 minutes, they will play for 60 minutes at least. (laughs) When they play for 60 minutes on Saturday, after 60 minutes, Texas will just be the better team and Oklahoma State will not be able to out-execute this Texas team
0: for four quarters. Yeah, Jonathan, Texas would have to play as poorly as my Wi-Fi, which is so good. <laughs> but my software doesn't want it to be for them to lose this ball game. And they did that against Oklahoma State last year. If you look back, I mean, I watched the highlights of that one this week to prepare for Saturday. Texas was the better team head and shoulders above Oklahoma State, but just couldn't get out of its own way. What makes this Texas team so different as not to have those kind of performances?
1: Well, I think, you know, the culture, right? This is year three of Steve Sarkeesian. And I think you had to learn how to win, right? And I think this team not only knows how to win now, but they know how to respond to adversity. You talk about the Oklahoma State game. They were up double digits at halftime. They were running the ball really well. Um, You know, everything seemed fine. And then it all kind of collapsed in the second half, right? And then that's when you find out who you are as a football team. That's when you find out what you're made of, right? And we didn't have the resilience. We didn't have the strength. We didn't have the wherewithal. To punch back. Right. Like we punched first. Mike Gundy punched back and we never gave out that third punch. And they were able to overcome that and and win the game. And, you know, Quinn, Ewers had one of the worst statistical stat lines for a quarterback in the last 20 years, which is crazy. But so I think the difference now is we threw the ball forty nine times in that game last year. Yeah. Quinn Ewers is not throwing the ball 49 times on Saturday, hope right? Not. Like I said, you hope this, is a bread, this is a bread and butter football team. They're yeah. going to run the ball, stop the run, and I think they're just better equipped to beat a team like Oklahoma State, where last year, you know, like I said, they punched us in the mouth. We were on the road, a uh, windy night. You know, you start to, you know, get down on yourself a little bit. Mike Gundy's over there in his bag, and, you know, it's just a, a game where Oklahoma State's not supposed to win, but they win it. I think on Saturday, neutral site in the state of Texas – it's just too much talent for Oklahoma State to overcome, regardless of how gritty and crafty
0: they are. Well, Jonathan, let's talk about what a Big 12 title would mean for Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. But first, we'll hear from our valued sponsor, FanDuel, right here at Locked On Big 12 and Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money. I call it my passive income. I go to FanDuel and I win money. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet right now. As you go, you bet on Texas on Saturday. You say they're going to win the game. Their money line is probably like, what, minus $1,200. You go, you put $5 on it, $5 on it at FanDuel, win $150 in bonus bets. Again, 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is where I go when I need to make the right hire. I hire an intern every semester, someone who's in college somewhere usually, and they come work for me, do some social media, work some video editing, and LinkedIn is always where I go. You can find my my stuff right there. You can apply right now to be an intern for Lockdown Big 12. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring's easy. So easy that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. They know what small businesses want. They know you're wearing so many hats and you need help. LinkedIn makes the process quick and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Keep in mind that terms and conditions do apply. All right, Jonathan, when you think Texas hoisting the trophy, Quinn Ewers, Steve Sarkeesian on Saturday, what does a Big 12 title mean for the Texas Longhorns?
1: Well, I think a Big 12 title would mean everything. I think this game means everything on Saturday because it's validation, right? You came into the season saying Texas has the most talent in the Big 12. If Texas doesn't win the Big 12 championship, it's a failure. Uh, You know, all of that. But you still had to go out and play the games, right? And I think so many people were waiting for Texas to fall on their face as they've seen for the last 10 plus years, right? I can't, you know, blame people for thinking that Texas once again would find a way to mess it up, but yeah. you didn't, right? You went out there and you played Texas Longhorns football. You went on the road, you beat Alabama. I know that doesn't mean anything to this conversation, but you know, that was a big, you know, uh road block, I guess that you had yeah. to get over. And then you beat every team that you faced in the big 12 this year, but the Oklahoma Sooners and we can call them an sec team for the sake of this podcast. Right. So, um, You know most people felt like texas would be in the big 12 championship game most people felt like texas had the best chance to win it but you had to get there and so that means just validation right validation that you are who you thought you were you are who you set out to be in spring practices and in fall camp and every practice and every week and every game when you said this is the goal and you set out to do that that win on saturday means that you are who you thought you were but a loss means you are who they thought you were. Right? Right, and, right. And this season means absolutely nothing. Right. Texas is not a pro like they are a program that can brag about a conference championship right now. Cause we haven't had one in 14 years, yeah. but obviously that's not the ultimate goal for a blue blood program, like the university of Texas. Right. Steve Sarkeesian said, we didn't get this far just to get this far. And although for, I would say out of 134 programs, maybe 125, like 11 and two sounds amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? 11 and two, most coaches and programs will sign up for that, but not at the University of Texas, especially if that last loss comes in the big 12 championship game to an Oklahoma state team that you're favored over by double digits. So a win on Saturday means you are who you thought you were. And it validates everything that you thought coming into the season and everything that you worked so hard for to make happen. A loss on Saturday means you are who they thought you were. And everything that happened this season is null and void. And there's even more question marks heading yeah. into the SEC next year for the Texas Longhorns.
0: That That's so stupid accurate because you think about where Oklahoma is right now and they just don't care. At the end of the year, uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Levy leaves like, I don't, I don't even care. And if Texas loses this game, you bought yourself a one-way ticket to the Alamo Bowl again. Hooray! <laughs> the Alamo Bowl in your last season of the Big 12 and you allow Oklahoma State to represent the conference in the Cotton Bowl. And, and I just... I can't fathom what a loss would look like for Texas because I don't expect it. I don't expect it. But no matter what, I, I, I'm going to give it in in terms of a win here. Say Texas does win this game. This is not a conversation for Sarkeesian in the locker room, but it can be for us. The, the one up you have over Oklahoma, despite that loss going into SEC play with a Big 12 championship. We'll talk playoff in a bit. Is there a feeling of Texas has now asserted its dominance over OU based on the full resume at the end of the year, despite that loss in the Red River?
1: No, I don't feel okay. that way. Um, okay. I wanted, yeah, I don't feel that way. I wanted BYU to win. Um, you know, I am a Rangers fan. I know you're a Rangers fan, too. Shout out to the, the 2023 World Series champions. Yep. And I said, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm above taking the path of least resistance because I was rooting hard as hell for the Diamondbacks, you know what I'm yep. saying, and over the Phillies yep. for sure. But when it came to the Texas Longhorns football team, I'm just really interested in knowing who they are, Drake. You know what yep. I mean? I want to know what this team is made of, and I want to see this team – against the one blemish on their record. Right. We get to see mm-hmm. that this Friday with Oregon and Washington. And I fully think that Oregon is going to get revenge against that Washington team this Friday. But I wanted that same thing for Texas. Right. I wanted Texas to answer that one question that they had on their resume. Right. And and I didn't want to leave anything up to chance. Right. Was Oklahoma just better than Texas this year and beat them twice? Or did was Texas a national championship contender that had one bad game in October, not even really one bad game, one bad drive at the end where Dylan Gabriel goes, what 75 yards in like 71 seconds or something like that. So no, I don't think that Texas winning a big 12 championship, it gives them the championship over Oklahoma. Like just like it does the rest of the conference. Like you can say, you know, we won the big 12, you did it. Ha ha. But to say, and I think we're further along than Oklahoma as a program, but we can't scream head-to-head matters. Texas can't scream head-to-head matters over Alabama every day and then act like head-to-head doesn't matter over Oklahoma, over Texas. At the end of the day, regardless of what we accomplished this year, Oklahoma beat us, and they will have scoreboard until we face them in the Cotton Bowl next year. That doesn't mean that we didn't have a more impressive season than Oklahoma, but to say we are better or further along than Oklahoma, that's all subjective, and that's all you know, opinion and innuendo until we face them again in 2024.
0: So if Texas wins this, and here's where you can rattle on the Big 12 a little bit, i give you permission, you're leaving. Does that say anything to the SEC? Or is the Big 12 viewed as such a, a distant conference from that league that people in the SEC are like, oh, that's cute. Welcome to the big leagues.
1: So, you know, I think that, you know, obviously the ongoing narrative is that, you know, the big 12 is easy and Texas isn't going to be in a rude awakening. Uh, You know, when they go to the sec next year and play teams like Vanderbilt, Mississippi state and Florida, (laughs) you know, I mean, the sec has always just been so full of themselves. Honestly, I think, I don't think that a big 12 championship means anything going into the sec. The reason I say that is, and, and, you know, maybe I'm just a Texas fan that'll never shut up about this. When you go into Alabama when you go into Tuscaloosa, Alabama in week two and win that game in the fashion that you did, and not just Quinn, you were having a nice game, not just being able to go in there and out scheme stuff with Steve Sarkisian and yeah. throw the ball all over the yard. I really felt like, and that was a young offensive line, you know, whatever for Alabama. I felt like Texas went in there and won that game in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. Especially on defense, Texas handled business in the trenches. So to me, I've already got the validation that Texas can play in the SEC because I watched them play against Alabama on the road in front of 100,000 people and win the matchup in the trenches. So, you know, maybe you can say Georgia will present a problem for Texas next year that no team in the Big 12 did this year. But like I said, am I worried about Kentucky, <laughs> you know, Vanderbilt, uh, Texas A&M? Yeah, I don't want to disrespect yeah. Arkansas in front of you. You know, Florida teams like that, like the majority of the teams in the SEC, not at all. Because, like I said, we went into Tuscaloosa and played and matched them in the trenches. And if you can do that against Alabama, you should be able to do that against every other team in the SEC.
0: Jonathan, before we get you out of here, let's talk college football playoff odds. They're not great, but there is a distant path somewhere there. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Big 12, Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. today's show is brought to you by prize picks prize picks is also where i go for added income. I I sit on my couch, I press two buttons, things happen on a screen in an NBA game or an NFL game, and boom, money shows up in my account. With basketball season here, you can have specials. You say LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, 10.5 point combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Bam! It hits, you win money. You can play along some of the most famous people in the world who also go on prize picks, and they offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits in the first half, does return of the second they're rebooted price picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy go to pricepicks.com forward slash locked on college use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a 100 bucks again Prize picks it's that you go in you put in a hundred dollars you get a hundred dollars matched go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. that is right now at PrizePicks. All right, Jonathan. College football playoff odds for Texas. Yay, nay. What's got to happen? I mean, I I know what has to happen. Will it happen?
1: All right. So this is my college football playoff prediction. Here it prediction. is. Here it I'm is. gonna try to I'm gonna try to, to to draw this out as long as I can. You know, because I might piss off some Texas fans. So you know, maybe don't stop watching by the time I'm done talking. Uh, All right. I'm a, I'm gonna go through this procedurally. Right. I yep. think SEC championship. Georgia beats Alabama. Georgia's in undefeated. Right. Which I can happen. Alabama's out. I, Alabama's yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I don't think Alabama beats Georgia. I think Georgia gets in there 13 and 0. They're good to go. I think Michigan, Iowa's just happy to be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Michigan yep. gets Jim Harbaugh back. We've seen Shamar Moore now damn near cry twice, you know, playing without uh Jim Harbaugh. That team's gonna be motivated. That team's gonna be excited, they're gonna be emotional, they're gonna beat Iowa pretty bad, right? Yeah. So Michigan's in. That's Georgia, Michigan, that's chalk, right? Everybody is, or excuse me, I missed one. Then we're talking about Washington and Oregon on Friday. Like Oregon has played like one of the best teams in the country. Washington barely beat them in a true home game by three points. I definitely think Oregon beats them on Friday. That should punch Oregon's ticket into the college football playoffs. Yeah, Yeah, I think the winner of the game on Friday should be in the college football playoffs. So now we have Georgia, Michigan, and either Oregon or Washington, right? That realistically probably leaves... Florida State, or Texas. And this is where the big debate comes in. And to me, it's not a perfect comparison, but it's eerily similar to last year with TCU and Alabama, where we all knew for a fact Mm -hmm. that Alabama was the better team. But we were so tired of seeing Alabama that we propped up TCU and said, TCU had the better resume and deserved to be in the college football playoff. And they did only to watch them. They did win the game, right? They did win the game. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right. Because they, they, they outsmarted uh, Coach Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. Right, but either way, <laughs> they, they, they did win the game. So I guess they validated, you know. Sure. Yeah, them going yeah. to the Contro playoff, even though right. they lost by 100 to Georgia, right? True. I think this is what's going to happen this weekend, okay? Yeah. Florida State is going to beat Louisville. Mm-hmm. Texas is going to beat Oklahoma State. People are going to say Florida State is the more deserving team because they're undefeated, even though they're playing without Jordan Travis. By the way,
0: they've been playing the Little Sisters of the Blind every week.
1: (laughs) That too. Texas is, I mean, people are going to say Texas is the better team, right? Mm -hmm. So then it comes down to a conversation of, Do you put the more deserving team in who was literally flawless on their record if they beat Louisville, or do you put in the more exciting team who has a better chance of knocking off programs like Georgia and Michigan at this point with Texas? And I think if Texas and Florida State both win this weekend, and Georgia, oh, excuse me, Georgia, Michigan, and the winner of the Pac 12 championship have already punched their tickets then I think Florida State should get in the playoffs. And I'm hoping all the Texas fans turn this off by now, right? I think that to me, like I said, we cannot scream on-field results matter Yeah, and then tell the college football playoff committee to put in a 12-1 and team over a undefeated Power 5 ACC team. I just do not see the logic for that, even as a Texas fan, even with screaming Bebo on my chest, right? Like, I, you know what I mean? I'm just, I, I'm an analyst first I'm, I'm, you know, truthful first. I'm just going to tell you how I feel, right? So I do think Texas is better than Florida State at this point. I do think Texas would produce better games in the college football playoff at this point. But I just do not see a scenario in which it would be right or which the committee will put a 12 and one team in over a 13 and 0 team just because their quarterback got hurt due to injury. We've already seen a precedent where a backup quarterback at Ohio State led a team to a national championship. And for all the Texas fans that are sitting at home pissed at me and mad right now, I want to ask you this. I'm going to challenge you to answer this question honestly. If Texas was 12 and 0 right now and Malik Murphy was the starting quarterback because Quinn Ewers was hurt and we won on Saturday, how would you feel if people said a 13 and 0 Texas team wouldn't look good in the playoffs with Malik Murphy so they should be left out? You would feel right now how all of the Florida State fans feel hearing that BS. So I can't feel a type of way just because Texas is involved. If a 13 and 0 Florida State team exists on Saturday, they should be in the college football playoff in any other year. Texas would probably make it. Unfortunately, this looks like the year that they might be on the outside looking in. But with that being said, I'm rooting hard as hell for Louisville for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and at the root of this, at the, the, the true root of this you defend Oklahoma for one minute and we're not having this conversation. You defend right, Oklahoma exactly. at the end of that game for one minute. And we're not having this. Game. It's not You're probably the number one
1: team in the country right now. Correct. Like, so, so that's what I'm saying on field. If we want to scream on field results matter to all the Bama fans, then on field results matter. And Definitely. Florida state found a way to go 13 and 0 if they win on Saturday, you cannot penalize a team of hundred people because their quarterback got hurt. And like I said, we have a precedent that anything can happen when you get there It's two football games.
0: Jonathan Davis, Locked On Longhorns. Thanks for joining Locked On Big 12 today.
1: Yes, sir. They hate me, but who cares? Hook them. <laughs>
0: for all those out there, at Ball on Twitter, you go follow them. You follow, subscribe to Locked On Longhorns, even though they're leaving us. This has been and always will be. Come back tomorrow. Let's break down Oklahoma State. And if they have a chance to win this game, thanks for making our shows your first listen every single day. Locked on. Dose Grande. <laughs>